Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Solace in the City. My name is Zoe, and I'm your host, and today I am here with my favorite yoga instructor, Joe. Hey, Zoe. How are you? I'm well. I actually don't know your last name, so... <laughs> it's Murdoch. Joe Murdoch. Okay, I'm with Joe Murdoch. Um, so, yeah, I, my first question is, like, where are you from? Mm. Um, what's your story? Yeah, so I'm from uh, the Bronx, New York. Uh, born and raised uh, up until I want to say 25 and then I moved to Miami oh Um, (laughs) just randomly moved to Miami I just needed a change of scenery Um, and I was there for about three and a half years uh, in South Beach which is actually where I started my fitness career um, teaching bar I started with bar I'm coming up on my fifth year 2020 will be five years a bar? A bar. Okay. Teaching bar. And then I also got my yoga certification in Miami, Florida. That's coming up on two years. And now I'm back in New York uh, because Miami was great, but there's no hustle. Yeah. And I'm a New Yorker, and I just felt crazy with the slow pace. So I'm back here now. Did you like Miami when you were there? Um, I absolutely hated Miami for oh. the first two years it wasn't until the last year and a half I um, started to enjoy it and it was because I wasn't slowing down Mm -hmm. I was I was trying to be a New Yorker in Miami in Miami instead of um, a native or just trying to see how they move and like just act accordingly and when I slowed down and calmed down like I enjoyed it and I get why people live there Mm -hmm. or want to move there retire there um, but I'm too young, like I'm too itchy and ready to move and on to the next thing. So it was nice to experience that, learn to calm down and then bring that back to New York. Did, um, so you began with bar, yeah. but did you start, were you always into sports or fitness? Oh, so I've been dancing since I was three. Oh, yeah. like ballet? Yeah. So, Me too. Um, I was a dancer. Yeah. That's the background. Um, you know, pink tutus and it's just like a little Saturday morning thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the school I danced with had a company that, um, as you got older and obviously committed, um, you can audition for. So I stayed with that company um, and joined their um, junior company. And we traveled. Like We went to Florida and we did uh, competitions. I was a comp- competition dancer, basically. Makeup, red lipstick, flirting ah. with the judges, all that. Tap and jazz, shebang. Um, and then high school came around and I wanted to go further, so I auditioned for professional performing arts on 48th and 8th right okay. here. And um, I was a dance major in high school. Uh, and then after high school, I went to SUNY Purchase. And I went to college for uh, media, but I was able to minor in a way with the conservatory, the dance conservatory. So I took some classes and I got some credit um, towards my media degree, but I was able to dance. Oh, cool. So yeah. why'd you stop? Dancing. dancing yeah it's unfortunately a really rough world um I didn't realize it until I was already out of it um and I and I didn't really know why I didn't want to do it it was just like I didn't like it and yeah it's just I'm tiny already and yeah. I was still getting the you're not skinny enough or um the you won't fit the costume like you can get the part but you don't fit the costume and we already have them pre-made is like, that because of your height because i mean you're short it could but be anything sometimes like my skin tone is not the same as like the shoes that they've already painted the tights um the the nude mesh that might be one part of the costume like there's all these little technical things like it's way past if you know how to dance it's yeah. way past can you draw the audience in and it's so much of like and I'm I'm completely tattooed right so obviously that's another factor but I wouldn't give up my tattoos for anything um so it was just a mm, like negative space it yeah. really wasn't good for me Um, and then I ended up just moving into fitness because I needed to move. Mm -hmm. That's just my nature. If I'm not moving, I, I'm physically sick. I don't like it. Yeah. And then I'm mentally sick, like restrained. Um, and I feel closed off. Um, bar came around, which derives from ballet. Mm -hmm. 
um, but of course it's it's in the fitness world and it's to build strength um, and I enjoyed it I didn't think I would ever teach but it's a performance which is what a dance is I just have to be in front of the class and make you like it yeah um, so that's how I kind of transitioned it, it didn't serve me my spirit any longer dancing um, and bar and especially yoga super motivating and there's no right or wrong you know I'm not going to get yelled at if I wanted to do something different yeah there's no choreography um, and that's kind of why I've gravitated towards that now that's so funny because I completely relate to that I mean I danced when I was younger and every stereotype about mm. ballet is so true I mean people watch like black swan and it's like yeah that's pretty accurate actually but yeah it's insane mm-hmm. i mean and then the same kind of thing where in college that we had a pure bar near us yeah. and i at first was like i'm gonna hate it because i'm gonna be like having my feet in wide second and they're gonna be like not doing that and then i actually loved it mm. and thought it was so ironically so empowering considering that it was derived from something that's so constricting and demanding and like just making you feel like shit about yourself all the time so yeah it's funny that um that's your that's your background so what made you kind of get interested in in yoga um apart from bar like yeah um so I was in Miami and I moved to Miami with the person I was actually dating at the time um we were living together in New York and we just both wanted to try something new so we moved to Miami Um, and that relationship actually ended. Um, I have no family in Miami. They have no family in Miami. So once that ended, I was in a whole nother state by myself. Yeah. Um, I was really depressed. I didn't know what to do. It was a long relationship. And after a while you start to do what they do and like what Mm -hmm. they like. So when I was single, I'm like, Whoa, what do I like to eat? What do I like to do? Because it was always a, a partnered thing. Um, and in my new apartment by myself, I didn't pack anything out, out, but my yoga mat was just like out and I just went on my yoga mat and I cried for like a week, just no yoga, just got on the mat and cried. And then afterwards this whole like dancer background, I was like, I need to stretch. So I started to stretch on the yoga mat. I was like, why don't I actually go to a yoga class? Yeah. So I picked the mat up and I found some free classes and I went and it was interesting because in the classes some of the people next to me front and back were like, oh, are you a teacher here? It's like, no, nope, I'm, I'm just, just a dancer. Taking, yeah, I'm just a dancer, but just taking class. They were like, oh, you should teach. And I'm like, you don't even know me from a hole in the wall. Um, but it kept on happening. So then that just made me think and the gears in my mind were going and going. And I'm like, well, I do teach bar. I... I'm fine with being in front of a room and talking and explaining things, but I don't know anything about yoga, like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, had no money either. Like when you split bills with someone, things are like manageable. When, you, when they're all your own bills, you yeah. kind of want to run away from life. Um, but I started a GoFundMe actually, and um, a lot of people like stepped up and donated for me to go to yoga school. That's amazing. So I actually have my yoga certification because of friends and family and strangers. Wow. That donated, um, went through my teacher training. Um, also because of random people and friends saying like, you should probably do this. I think you'd be great at it. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how I got into yoga. So I don't want to say it's because of my breakup, but like usually when um, kind of heartbreaking or devastating things like that happen in your life it's to shift you where you need to be and I I'm very happy that that happened because I love like love where I'm at and I I wouldn't I don't want to do any other work yeah for the rest of my life I hope I could be like 94 teaching (laughs) yoga to 94 year olds I want to be doing that I mean you definitely could be. <laughs> Hopefully. So was, did you get the certification through Y7? Oh, no. So in um, there's no Y7 in Miami. Hopefully, maybe one day. Uh, Green Monkey Yoga. Um, I worked for Nike. So I was a manager at their flagship store on uh, Lincoln Road in South Beach. And we had a 
kind of like a a partnering situation with them where we would do events bra fittings nike bra fittings for their clients so you know if you're doing yoga in the right bra Mm -hmm. for your body but also the employees of nike could go take a free yoga class once oh okay that's cool and that's how i got in and um got my certification with them and then funny enough two weeks after being certified no four months after being certified i quit nike to do yoga full-time oh, okay. at that studio. So when you moved back to, I don't think there's like a Green Monkey in New York? Or, no. Sorry, okay. Um, when you moved back to New York, what kind of attracted you to Y7? Um, a few people I went to high school with worked for Y7, okay. also dance majors. Um, and they were like, Joe, I think you would really like it. It's hip-hop music. It's a really cool vibe. And I was like, okay. Um, I took a class and I felt like I couldn't I was like there's no way I can audition and there's excuse me no way I'd be hired I can't teach this I can't even do the class like it was really hard to Mm -hmm. be in a dark room yeah all of my yoga practice had been in rooms with mirrors yeah you know and extremely bright um so I was really discouraged and they were like Jonelle that's my full name Jonelle they were like you can do it shut up please audition and so I, I did, I took a few more classes and then I auditioned um, and very happy I did. Um, it's definitely work. There is no other yoga formatted that way. Mm-hmm. So you do have a learning curve. Um, but I think it, it makes you as a client super strong in your practice and as a teacher super strong in how you learn different words and how to explain different things because you're in the dark. There's You can't show people so you have to be able to communicate which is great for life yeah know? definitely and it's like a whole different I mean the, the structure with the flow on your own is kind of unique I'd say to Y7 as yeah. well yeah um, so we're gonna take a quick break and then I'm gonna ask you a couple of more questions about yoga and specifically teaching in New York sure okay so now I kind of want to ask you a little bit more about um, yoga but specifically in New York um, because I was talking about well I was talking to my roommate last night and we were I was trying to think of questions to ask you and then I started thinking about how New Yorkers are insane (laughs) and you know yoga is all about mindfulness and peace and that those are just not words I'd use to describe New York City so I was wondering if you ever felt like teaching yoga in New York was like a an oxymoron or do you ever do you ever get frustrated with this like how intense people are and mm-hmm. I don't know is that, is that ever frustrating um I wouldn't say it's frustrating majority of the time I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly when it's frustrating um but to start I I enjoy teaching yoga more in New York than okay. I do in Miami because it's more rewarding it, yeah it's needed here yeah you definitely. know what I'm saying um it is needed here and I don't know it's a gift some people call it a gift I will fluctuate it's a gift and a curse but I can feel energy so when a class starts it's very high in the room probably because of your commute you wanted to you know why seven after two minutes you can't come in yeah so you're probably on edge because you wanted to make that class and if you were like one of the last few that got in then it takes a moment for you to calm down so i can actually feel that but what's rewarding about being able to feel that energy is that it i can feel it come all the way down as you start to move your body Mm -hmm. the part that becomes frustrating is at the end of class when like you're completely open you've surrendered you can't fight any longer because you are tired you are sweating you've most likely come face to face with something that's been bothering you or heavy on your heart or mind and then you get up for shavasana that frustrates oh, me. that's on my list of questions yeah because it to be honest like we could do a revolved half moon all we want or at handstand prep we would never do that at y7 but the hardest posture no matter the teacher no matter the class is shavasana Mm -hmm. lay down and don't move in new york yeah (laughs) oh my goodness it's insane that's that's where i'm i and i never want to say don't leave because i also get it like we are hustlers and we got things to do and moves to make 
but like you've already allocated an hour when you signed up for this class mm-hmm. you knew it was from 12 to 1 i'm gonna let you go at 101 the latest stay and what it is is that it's just really hard for a lot of people to be still yep they almost see it i mean i've noticed this in like so many exercise classes but just like people leaving and during stretching or people leaving yeah and during shavasana it and only in new york i was in charlotte last weekend mm-hmm. and went to a yoga class and everyone stayed and it was just so it was so different and it's not like i didn't recognize the fact that new yorkers are insane and we pay you know 45 dollars for a single class and things like that mm-hmm. but yeah i i always just imagined how frustrating that must be being the instructor taking like the time out of your day to teach these people and then they start rolling up their mats before you're finished speaking well yeah i mean yeah that part i have you know i haven't like really even acknowledged the part like as a dancer, there's no way you could walk out of a ballet class if it's not done. Mm-hmm. You wait, you curtsy, you clap, you walk up to the teacher, thank you, and then you leave. Mm-hmm. So that's my background. But I had to change all of that when I started teaching yoga. It, do- it doesn't bother me if you're walking out and I'm still teaching. It bothers me because the most important part of class is what you're walking out of. Mm-hmm. It's not You need it. Yeah. That's why you signed up and that is why you're here. So it's more so like, okay, yeah, you're walking out. It doesn't like throw my concentration, but it's like, I promise you, if you just stay for this three minute, maybe five minute Shavasana, you can, you can manifest the day you want. You can set your day up for success. Not the 10 push-ups I asked you for, not the high lunge I asked you for, for it's this. Mm-hmm. And that's why I get frustrated. Do you feel like, kind of on a tangent, do you feel like, I mean, people in general, but especially New Yorkers, have difficulty taking their practice outside of the classroom? Hmm. Um, Yes. And yes and no. I want to say that the intention is there. I feel like if you give a New Yorker a task, they're doing everything in their power to get it done. Um, The reality... So the New Yorker wants to get it done, but as a New Yorker, how can you get it done when you're also probably asking them to be mindful, be slow, be patient, and be aware? It's very hard to do those three things on a New Yorker moving quick mentality. Um, So yes, I think they all have the right intentions when they get on their mat and they're wanting to flow and move and be present. But how do you take that off of your mat because you have to slow down to do it. Yeah. I also think in some ways people feel like going to yoga is a way to escape reality and it justifies them being stressed all the other, all the time. So it's like, oh, I went to yoga this morning, so now I can drink this espresso and be lose my mind. And lose my mind. <laughs> um, but it took one hour to be sane. Yeah, it's like I did my hot yoga. I'm good for the, the rest of the other 23 hours of the day. I need to be on. Yeah. Um, I can see that being a very a very real reality for a lot of people. And I'm just hoping that like the little bit of dharma and the little bit of conversation I can actually have with you guys in that class is to let you know um, that that's not why you're here. It's for you to take it off your mat. Most of my classes I try to end with reminding people like when you're on your side, Remember how you feel, Mm -hmm. tuck it away, and take it back out whenever you need it. Like, this feeling isn't only available to you after this class. If you change your clothes, get on the train, and somebody spills their coffee on you, pull it out, get back (laughs) into that moment, and then put it back, tuck it back away. And I remind you, like, it doesn't need to go in a trunk. It doesn't fit in your bag. It's literally always with you. Mm -hmm. So... It reminding, I guess, and being at me just being gentle again with that process, and hopefully people are being gentle with themselves to know, like, okay, Joe said that I can come back to this. <laughs> Let me go to the bathroom. Shut the door. Remember what fetal position is yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So my next section, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, 
is kind of focused on advice, mm. both for myself and being selfish that I have so many questions. Be selfish, absolutely. <laughs> but also for my listeners. Um, so it's funny because I remember the first class I, I took with you, I was stressed as fuck <laughs> because I walked in and like I'd signed up and they said I was on the on the list and they're like oh we don't have room for you you're on the wait list and I was like are you freaking kidding me oh um, yeah 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 I, I bet if I like maybe tell you the story you'll remember because you're probably like who is this crazy person who needs to do yoga right now mm. um and then I they didn't have room but I was probably such a nervous wreck that they're like oh it's okay and I sat in that section against the wall where there's no area for oh and at solace by yeah the blocks yep okay by the blocks okay um or like technically you're not allowed to stay there but you're probably like okay she's gonna lose her mind if i don't just let her take this oh, class okay and then the metaphor you gave um just to give my listeners a background joe teaches at the y7 in solace which is ironically well not ironically definitely got some inspiration for the name of my podcast oh, with yeah. that oh yeah um but it's a crossfit gym turned in that has a section for yoga so it's kind of hilarious and ironic but the metaphor you gave yeah it's it's kind of great and i remember the metaphor you gave was you said something like listen to like the screaming outside because you literally hear people like just screaming at each other and and then you're like try to ignore that screaming and just be at peace here and in a similar way, try to ignore all of your outside external thoughts and just be at peace in your mind. And I think that was just a great setup for like all of the difficulties that people, including myself, have in, in terms of shifting their in, intention, which is such a crucial part of yoga. But I personally find it so difficult to get out of my head, especially given I have, that I have like crazy anxiety. Mm. I guess just what advice do you have for people to get out of their heads in, yeah. during yoga? Because I, I, I try so hard. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing that. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I advice for you to get out of your head. I would actually say I don't want you to get out of your head. I just want you to shift what is going on in your head. Mm-hmm. So even... Um, what I had ended up saying that class was like, yeah, the reality is these are people yelling and lifting heavy things and putting them down. And it's a distraction. That's how we would classify it, being Mm -hmm. in a yoga class. They are a distraction. When the reality is, is I just want you to tune them out because that's their yoga, you know, right outside those doors. That's their form of yoga. Um, Even though we don't make any noise, it's very easy for their instructor to say, tune us out. So it's not so much about, um, I guess, quieting the mind. It's like focus. We're purposely distracted by this world we live in. Ad, ads on buses, ads on the, literally spray painted on sidewalks, on the walls. We have to be able to see something and as quickly as it distracted us and pulled us away, we have to get right back into what mm, is best for us or what was originally on our minds. Um, and you said you you are anxious or have anxiety? Oh, yeah. Crazy anxiety. Um, a lot constantly moving in your mind or is it usually one thing you're focused on? Is it like a thousand things or um, one thing and it's it's big and it's loud and obnoxious? It'll, well, I mean, now it's a little better because I started taking medication, but mm-hmm. it used to be some, it would be like one thing that I just couldn't stop thinking about. I now see. I think it's just more like thoughts of what I have to do later that day. Or, I see. You know. Um, I would say, yeah, whatever that thing was in the past, right? Um, how do you, how can you just look at it differently? Like you have a cube, a, uh, what are those Rubik's cube? Mm-hmm. Turn it around, turn it upside down, look at it from a different perspective. I would say that's what I really want people to think about in yoga, um, or just in life as advice. If there is something heavy on your heart, your mind, not ignore it, just shift the perspective. Maybe you need to look at it from someone else's point of view if it involves someone else. Maybe you need to think of if it's all the negative things like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what maybe possibly could come out of it that's positive. Mm-hmm. And then that way it just kind of broadens your view. A lot of times we're like 
up in front of the thing that stresses us out instead of like backing up to see what's on the left what's on the right what's up and what's below it mm-hmm. um that's the i don't yeah i would never tell anyone to like ignore or try to clear their minds not real yeah because that's also not healthy yeah of, i mean i can't ignore problems but i also know people who just that's their way of coping with things and it's not healthy absolutely not honestly um, you gotta kind of walk <laughs> walk back so you can see what it is but then you gotta walk through it to be completely okay. honest and also, I know breath is obviously such an important part of yoga. Yes, I love breath. But that's not a thing I can't do. <laughs> I can breathe. breathe, but like, I guess just, it's, it's a dumb question or a weird question to ask, but how do you breathe? <laughs> mm. No, it's, it's a very valid question. Um, not until I started doing yoga, I, I was breathing. I wasn't breathing before yoga. Mm-hmm. That was too, I started breathing two years ago, guys, like literally. <laughs> um, how do you breathe? For me, I think it's going to be different for everyone. But for me, I need to feel my breath. So I'm a big fan of one hand on heart, one hand on belly. Mm-hmm. I'm also just a big fan of closing my eyes so I don't have a visual distraction and feeling like my ribs uh, move up and down or left and right. So like I feel bigger, I feel taller, and then I feel smaller, I feel um, uh, tighter. Some people, visual behind your eyelids see the word inhale all caps see the word word exhale um and some people need to attach an an intention like a motivation so it could be i am here this is what i've been teaching lately i am here on the inhale exhale nothing else matters i think um our breath is on autopilot Mm -hmm. for 99 percent of our day oh yeah um and the only way you can actually breathe is by making it the priority. I also think it's helpful to attach it, like I was saying, to a feeling, an affirmation, or like a visualization. Mm-hmm. Um, because then it just furthers the idea of it being what's on your mind. Because if you think about it, we're doing a, we're doing a podcast right now. I'm not really thinking about inhaling and exhaling. Yeah. But if I sit down on your couch and I close my eyes, I might be like, "Oh, what am I gonna eat for lunch? What am I gonna do this?" But 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 I'm sitting on that couch, or I walked over and sat on that couch to focus on my breath, and it makes it a little bit more uh, of a priority. Makes it a little bit bigger, maybe even louder. And also, like our society, if you breathe, like people look at you crazy if you're breathing loudly, <laughs> yeah. which I think reinforces this kind of like shallow, quick mm-hmm. breathing. Yeah, if someone sighs, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? Yeah. It's like I'm just breathing deeply. So there's all of this, you know, other societal stigma of your breath. Oh, she must be sad, or like she's overthinking. I'm actually just breathing. Mm-hmm. And like I needed a really big inhale and a really big exhale. There's really nothing wrong with that. In addition, I guess to you know, being able to focus on like that breath work and stuff outside of the classroom, what mm-hmm. other I guess things in yoga would you think are the most important to bring out of the classroom and incorporate into our daily lives? For sure. Um the start of class, the end of class. If you start in a meditative seat and you end in Shavasana, I I would, number one, recommend you take that out of my class or any class, to be honest, Mm -hmm. learning how to take those three minutes, five minutes to sit still. I don't care if you're thinking about everything you have to do. Can you sit still first without fidgeting, moving your shirt, looking for your phone? Sit down. Just sit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Uh, the shavasana, laying down, closing your eyes. And that's where I would say, can you start to focus on your breath? Can you start to focus on an intention? I would say those beginning of class, end of class are are two things I really would suggest. Um, And I'm a big fan of core work. Um, Outside of like all the stretching, everything we need to survive lives in your belly, right? Or at least your torso. So building the strength and the muscles around those things to keep you safe, I think is super important. And for balance for everything, pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. I, I personally find it, I know people are able to do this and I'm always so in awe, but mm-hmm. I find it really hard to practice without an instructor. And I imagine there's other people or other listeners who do as well. Is how would you 
advise, like, what advice would you give to people who just want to, you know, add a 15 minute, um, at home, yeah, practice. a 15 minute practice in the beginning of their day. Absolutely. Um, so shameless plug, I actually have taught two workshops and it was to form, it's called form your flow. And it's specifically for an at-home yoga practice. Like, just how do you do this at home? What do you need to know in order to, like, get started and hopefully continue? Um, And I also shoot videos that I give via, like, YouTube for people Mm -hmm. to do at home. Because, yes, coming to a studio is great. Community is important. And bouncing off of people's energy is great. But sometimes you can't afford it. Sometimes you just honestly don't have time for it. So for you to do it at home, one, you're not the only one that feels like it's hard to do it at home. It's hard for me to do it at home. Mm -hmm. I too very much want and need and yearn for an instructor. Um, And I think that's because at home, we're trying to replicate a class. Yeah. That's not real. That shouldn't be your reality. I choreograph classes for Y7 for a group of people. It's not meant to be something you go home and do in your living room, you know what I'm saying, or your bedroom at all in any way, shape, or form. So what I suggest at home, if you want to move every day, 15, 20 minutes, first of all, you got to get rid of what you do in class. That's not what you should be replicating at home one start there class is class at home is at home um i would also say bring your yoga mat into the space maybe if you don't have any like pets because my cat claws at my my mat lay it out put it out uh put your blocks down whatever you have like be ready have it in front of you half the battle is done you get up in the morning go onto the mat it's already out sit down and get on the mat and then from there do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't have moves to offer you. I don't have um, suggestions on how long you should do a, whatever you want to do. Sometimes you sit on that mat and you might do 10 head circles left and right and that's it. You might get on the mat and child's pose for 30 minutes. You might get on that mat and actually replicate one of the flows you did with me at Y7 Um, But your at-home practice is exactly what it is. Your at-home practice. Mm -hmm. Um, Sit on the mat and breathe. And I feel like the most important part is just being satisfied and content with whatever you did. So not saying, oh, I wish I had done something else in addition to head rolls. Or I wish I had... Not just laid in shavasana for the yeah, whole time. Yeah, I think we, we're not gentle with ourselves. No, we're we not. beat ourselves up a lot. And you're not a yoga teacher. You know, like you didn't <laughs> study this. Why should you know what to do? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And and the other part is, is we don't trust ourselves enough. enough. If you take a yoga class, you get in and out of the class safely. It's probably a part of your regular routine. You know what you're doing. And when you get on your mat, if you're not motivated to do it it's not what you need on that day and it's as simple as that it's not that you don't remember it's not that you're not good enough it's not what you need Mm -hmm. there are days where I'll work on handstands for an hour there are days where I'm in child's pose for two hours yeah and and I had that in my mind too like what that you just wasted two hours no I needed those two hours in child's pose um and that's why I started that that um workshop I, of course, gave you things to do. Like, this is what a down dog looks like. This is, But the the class is, like, being confident in that once you step on that mat, whatever you do is exactly what you needed to do. And mm-hmm. that is an at-home practice. Yeah, and it's fine, whatever it is. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So in addition to the intention about setting, mm-hmm. you know, the external thoughts aside and kind of focusing on the practice and where you are what are some intentions you use and metaphors and how do you come up with them uh for like class Mm -hmm. um oh so the reality to be completely transparent there are some days where I don't have anything it's I'm not having a good day um 
or the day is just a normal day and I don't try to pull anything out of my Barney bag, my Mary Poppins bag because it, it's fake and you guys will feel that it's fake. Mm-hmm. So there, there will be just days where my dharma is just asking you to check in. Mm-hmm. Some people, they're in that room for the heat because their body is a little tight or sticky. Some people are in that room because they needed to escape their life. Some people are in that room because their heart hurts. Their mind is heavy. And I just I sometimes ask you to check in. Why are you in this class today? Not because it's your normal Saturday routine. What's going on today? But outside of that, if I am offering you guys anything, it's because it's it's relevant to my week or my day. Someone has said something to me that really landed. Someone has um, shared a quote or um, a podcast or something with me. And I'm like, wow, like I, I feel it. I understand it. And then I'll share it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not I'm not an actress, I'm a dancer. <laughs> so I can't just like regurgitate things that I know will be helpful to someone in the class. Because if it doesn't like register or make sense, to me there's no way I can authentically give that back so there'll be days where I don't have anything and sometimes I feel bad about it but it's I'm also just like a regular human being yeah and so I just ask you to check in but if I do have something then I'll like make it my business to um figure out how to explain it also in bite size because I can't read you guys a novel in Mm -hmm. class um, so it's enough for you to pick up what I'm putting down, but yeah. like I just let I just see if anything comes to me that week um, or that day. I also read tarot cards, oh, cool. and they're like seventy eight cards. They all have different meanings. If I pull a card and like again really speaks to me, I might find a way to um, tie that in. And I have to be careful. Like not everybody is into that stuff. You yeah, know? people are there for a workout. They don't really want to hear about unicorns and like being happy it's like I am here for a workout so I think part of being a teacher too I just have to be careful what I say because I don't want anyone to feel excluded yeah I know I mean at least myself and I know my friends as well but some will either will leave a yoga class saying wow like that was such I needed that intention or you know it sometimes they're so broad and could be interpreted or molded to whatever Mm -hmm. you need in that moment um but I also know the times that they would uh, or my instructor would say something like you know set your intention as in the kind of giving it to you as opposed to feeding you something right right and also yeah you might be having an amazing day and I'm I'm telling you to set an intention I want you to remember someone who hurt you yeah and you're like oh god i'm having a great day (laughs) that's true actually (laughs) and i want you to forgive that person actually (laughs) i don't want to do that today because i'm i don't want to go back to that space to have to forgive because i'm having a good day yeah maybe there's one person who relates to it but yeah 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 oh yeah so we're gonna take another quick break and then i'm gonna um ask you some more questions Okay, so now I'm going to end by asking you some questions that I like to add at the end of the episode just to close it out. Yeah. Okay, so the first question is, what's one thing in your life that's happened that's made you a stronger person today? Mm, One thing in my life that has made me a stronger person today, Uh, heartbreak. Mm-hmm. has like made me super strong um but um how can I explain it I think every this is gonna sound bad but I feel like everyone needs to feel heartbreak and like I mean a real heartbreak not like your high school like and as an adult mm-hmm. I'm gonna be 30 like heartbreak because I feel like it's in those times like you have to figure things out and it's super uncomfortable, it's hard, there are moments of depression, but honestly, when you start to figure that out, who you are, what you want, it it really turns into something beautiful. Um, And I don't just mean like a breakup, I mean heartbreak, it could be 
I don't know, your the dream job, losing yeah. that. Um, yeah, I don't want to take it like completely left, but maybe you, you lose someone, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And yeah. I just feel like from that, these things happen in life and life is set up this way for you to lose, but for you to learn from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, I don't want anyone to feel those things, but I feel like you need to. to in order to really get a grasp on what drives you, what you're passionate about, because those things make you think. Yeah. If someone you absolutely love has passed away, it puts things into perspective that this life is the one you got to live. Why are you here? What do you want to do? Or like me, I was in this relationship super attached. I didn't know what I even liked to eat. You know, I just yeah. cooked what we like to eat. Um, so I, I definitely think like, ugh, heartbreak, but what you get out of it after. Yeah, it's for sure. to make like a yoga metaphor, or just honestly any metaphor, yeah. but being you, you only get stronger or more flexible by like being in pain for a little so yeah pushing outside of the comfort zone oh that takes you out of your comfort zone for sure yeah definitely mm-hmm. I'm kind of in a similar sense this my second question is do you believe everything happens for a reason absolutely 100 <laughs> percent um yeah I I think it's also a safety net for me in a way. And I I try my hardest not to just like brush everything off to that happened for a reason, but it does comfort me in a way because I, I don't know the answers when it comes to like religion and spirituality. I am very much like a go with the flow. Um, and you know, I started teaching at solace. You started taking class at solace. You started this podcast solace in the city um you asked me to be on the like these things yeah they line up like you have to look back to see where you've connected the dots how did it not happen for a reason mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying there are other teachers that teach at solace um i teach during this time today and i didn't teach today and i was able to come today you know it's yeah, just like that's so true so I, I didn't even think of that i do really think that everything happens for a reason um especially when it doesn't go the way you want it most of the times when we want things to go a certain way it's not going to benefit us Mm -hmm. it goes left because that's how you were supposed to go for you to learn something that you might not even need for another three years but then three years later yeah you're like holy crap (laughs) so yeah i'm definitely a big advocate like it does happen for a reason be patient if it doesn't make sense right now i promise you it will It, it will show up it could happen in five minutes. You're like, that one's kind of scary. But in three years, and you're aware, and you're you're sitting down, take a moment. You're probably gonna look back at. I also like think people should journal. If you don't like to write pen and paper, type it up. But like yeah. that too helps you to look back. Definitely, I mean, things, case um, point. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It's really good, and it's something I think we all need to get into. Just like doesn't need to be proper English, like shorthand, chicken scratch, doesn't need to be script. Just write it down so that you can actually reflect. Like digest it. Mm -hmm. If a crystal ball could tell you anything about yourself, your life, your future, or anything else, what would you most want to know? Oh gosh, (laughs) a crystal ball could tell me anything. I would want the crystal ball to tell me I don't I don't I don't I don't yeah you don't want to know I don't want to know I kind of Um, agree with that and I think it's because of this idea of like everything happens for a reason I don't I was thinking like I don't it would stress me out yep and then you would try to like conform your life to it which isn't you would manipulate the hell out of everything no 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 um yeah Okay. No crystal ball, please. <laughs> Keep them away. Do you have a quote or a mantra that you live by? Um, I do. I actually have it tattooed on my leg. Okay. Um, it, I want to say the person who said it first, and I don't know if this is right. Please don't attack me. Um, her name is Alex L, and she is a writer um, and like a personality on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, um, 
it's something like be true to yourself always always oh i love that yeah so a l l space ways, yeah but always like all the time oh i love yeah. that that's a great quote um and i actually got that tattooed like right after that breakup and i was like living you know my own life i was like yeah girl you gotta like be true to yourself in all the ways you are joe and joe now and a fitness instructor and this and that but like all the time even if you meet someone else like it can't go back on pause you and and like don't turn that off again yeah be that way as you are all the time i love that quote i'm gonna have to write that down i need to start writing these down yeah okay and what do you love most about yourself oh (laughs) that's a really good question People always have trouble answering it, which is so sad, but... It is. We why gotta think why about are it. we celebrating ourselves more? And, yeah. like, that, I should be able to roll a list off and feel confident about it and mm-hmm. not, like, are they going to think I'm cocky? No. You should <laughs> be your biggest fan. Your number one fan. Okay, what's the question? What's one... What, what do you love most about what yourself? What I love most about myself? I do, honestly... Like that, I'm very expressive. I know this is a podcast, but if this was like recorded, the I've done about seventy five different facial expressions, <laughs> um, and I I think it's cl- the most mm, close thing I can say is like I I literally wear my heart on my sleeve. If I'm sad, you know. Mm-hmm. If I'm angry, you know. If I'm happy, you know. And I've just always kind of been, also just in a performative life. I've been dancing since I was three. Yeah. My high school was like high school musical, like dance majors, actors, and all that. Um, and I do like that about myself. Um, I You love it about yourself. I love it about myself. <laughs> yes. There you go. Thank you. I love it about myself. I think it, it's an extension of me needing to always move. If Or if I'm not moving, I, f- I don't feel well. Mm-hmm. If I'm not expressing how I really feel, I feel like I'm being fake. I feel like I'm doing you a disservice. Um, I'm like choked, honestly, mm-hmm. like just being choked and and not breathing. Yeah, for lack of better better words. So, yeah, I think I I think I do love that about myself. I think I forgot to ask, but when's your birthday? Ah, uh, February twelfth. I'm in Aquarius. Aquarius. Okay, I actually don't know much about Aquariuses. We're we are. Um, revolutionists we uh care about the world as a whole like a lot of community work which that makes sense no joke that i'm like now in love with being a yoga teacher um we're, we're air signs and air signs are connected to like the mind so we can be overthinkers, but it's like we're thinking and learning and absorbing in order to regurgitate it and give it out so that everyone knows. You know, there are yeah. people who learn and keep it. Like, on a very low level, like, I know about a sale. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell anyone about the sale. Because yeah, I don't want everyone to wear what I'm wearing. Like, an Aquarius would be like, girl, there's a sale. Go get it right now. Like 30%. I just got this jacket. Everyone's like, I like your jacket. I was like, TJ Maxx? Go to TJ Maxx. Oh, yeah, I do that too, actually. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was on sale. (laughs) Yeah, so we're just, we're we're in a space where we really want to absorb and learn, but also just to do it for the benefit of others. Yeah, like we're, we want this world to be better. That makes a lot of sense given that you're a yoga instructor and your whole, you know, that's all about just giving people an hour that they can take with Mm -hmm. them. Mm hmm. Okay, my final question is how, in, in one sentence, how do you find solace in the city? Like, what brings you peace here in this crazy city and world? What, what brings me peace and solace in the city uh, it, is being able to navigate it with my friends and my family. Um, going out to eat, going for a walk, um, or just doing like activities, yoga, but like museums. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, navigating by myself, and I just mean on a day to day, like my family does live here, but like coming here, getting back on the train to go where I need to be by myself, it's, ve- it's a lot. 
Um, but when I'm doing it with a friend or a family member, that is what like honestly makes me love the city because we can, mm, I feel like, mm, how do I explain this? I'm not absorbing all the energy from what's happening around me. My attention is, is being shared with who I'm with. Yeah. And that's what makes it enjoyable because you're like, oh my God, did you see that? Oh my goodness. It's not like, oh gosh, I need to pay attention because I'm by myself and don't get hit crossing the street. You can actually like see and experience things with someone and, and, and not have it be so direct. Yeah. So like, honestly, I can tolerate this city because of my friends and my family and yeah like taking class with people yeah doing things in a community setting yeah, i love that um just for a quick side note for mm-hmm. my listeners who have not taken a class of yours at the end of every class you tell everyone to say to thank themselves yes. which i love and i do it now in every class um but now i just have to say thank you so much for being for letting me record with you and I feel like I've learned so much from you and I hope whoever listens to this episode has also taken a lot from it um but where can everyone follow you and um take your classes I know obviously because I go every week um but yeah if you don't mind plugging yourself well thank you thank you thank you thank you for having me um where can you find me you can find me on Instagram. I think that's like that's like the new business. Culture. Yeah. Um, it's Flojo, which is uh, F L O W W J zero. Um, my website is www.flojo, spelled the same way. dot com. And yeah, I teach at Y Seven um, East Village. Oh, I didn't know that. Upper East Side, uh, Solace, and Williamsburg in Brooklyn. Um, cool. I have friends who live in all those places, so yeah. You better go. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, if you're not like into the group yoga because maybe you're starting or just like you're just not in that space to be around other energies, um, I do, uh, I have my own business online. So we can do virtual yoga if you're into that, or I can just record the video and send it to you so you can do it at home because the point is, is for you to move your body. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to come to the class. I don't need you to, I need you to do what works. For you so that might be y7 that might be at home that might be again child pose for 30 minutes on your mat in your room um just like as long as you're moving your body that's kind of like my life mission yeah getting people to breathe and just moving take the word yoga off take the word stretch off move yeah just make it a part of your life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well thank you again and um yeah bye everyone <laughs>